0: Hamas, you know, and Palestine, almost, almost, like always, struck first, and now they're getting, now they're, they're getting the the brunt of that, and just something I wanted to, you know, they killed, they killed over a thousand people in one day, a thousand people, that's, uh, to put it 9 perspective, I think it's five times bigger than you would be, you know, 9 because they're small population. It's 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 an insane number. So if you want to, you want to feel like you were mad on September 11th and we lost three thousand people. This is much much worse uh, for the Israelis.
1: You were lied to, and don't let that cloud critical
0: that, thinking. How many points do I have to make that don't? Add how life? many other people do I have to bring in this conversation that do not back up Rob's? JV team for life.
1: Welcome back to the Anti-Hero podcast. I am your host Tyler owner of Refractor Wolf Apparel and I am Brent Tucker, owner of First Responders Cigar Company. So we have a little bit different of an episode today. Um Brent is not here. So instead of uh instead of um having a guest fill in, which we've done before, uh at the topic that we want to talk about brent wanted to talk about uh timely because of what's going on right now in the world and uh i agreed so we decided we're going to do a zoom uh podcast so you got you got me in the studio here um and then and brent is not here i don't know <laughs> down south he's down south <laughs> he's on vacation in a... <laughs> uh, yeah far from a vacation so uh if you guys um if you guys haven't, please uh please check out our Patreon. We post there at least a couple times a week. Um, it, it helps support us a lot. We're able to buy new equipment and stuff like that. And uh, our sponsors are uh, Refracted Wolf Apparel. So use promo code Antihero for fifteen percent off on Refracted Wolf Apparel, which has you know Outsider. It's an Outsider apparel line for the front lines. So graphic keys, hats, flags, stickers. They have everything. Use our promo code for fifteen percent off. And uh, our other sponsor, First Responders Coffee slash Cigar Company. Did you ever make that new promo code? I did. It's up. (laughs) Okay, cool. So use code uh, FRCC15 for 15% off your order for for, uh, First Responders Coffee and Cigars. So with that out of the way, what's up, bud? I haven't seen you in a while
0: yeah i know been busy i'll tell you what uh i will answer questions about where i am around the world because this will this will happen randomly uh i'll answer pay uh i'll answer um, on patreon where i'm at it's a little more private um and uh and, and what i'm doing and what it is people like me do around the world after they're done traveling around the world
1: <laughs> yeah okay that's actually a really good so, idea yeah, well, Oh, well, so I'll, you, I'll give you guys that. If you guys want to know where Brent is at and what he's doing, hit us up on the Patreon uh and Brent will reply to you. Uh he he runs a couple other pages but he'll jump on and and let you know. So, what we're going to do today is talk about the is the Israel, uh Hamas. I mean, it's not is it Pal I don't see it's the Palestine Israel ever ever longing conflict that's going on, but it just feels like this time is way worse. And so me and Brent are going to do our best oh. to to shed some insight on it.
0: Yeah, it's so it's obviously it's the worst. Well, it's dang near the worst it's ever been um, uh, after this popped up and I said I wanted to do a podcast about it. Um, you know, it uh, it made me do some digging and find out more about the the history of this conflict uh and for for everyone listening i i would challenge you to do the same um there's there's so many different you know sides out there but the history's out there you know go go learn a little bit more about this conflict where it started um and, and it's even you know controversial about about where it started right i mean you could start with the you know the 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 ottoman empire and and the brits dividing up the middle east into territories a lot of people you know kind of want to start there rightfully so uh some people go all the way back to the Roman Empire where they were um, um being oppressive to Jews and pushing them out of their homeland um so I mean it's a very storied storied background with a lot of twists and turns and who was there first and who owns it now um and uh I'll I'll jump into that then I'll give you my opinion for what it's worth
1: yeah. So, Um, cause I, I tried doing a, um, you know, I didn't try, I did a deep dive and it, it's a rabbit hole of time. Like you said, you can pick to go back to 1917 when the, they had the British mandate where they, you know, they separated it, um, which is kind of the easiest because it's so funny because in today's culture, we want to know we want to know everything we can fast so the first the first thing when you google israel palestine conflict the next part is in 5 minutes people want to know in 5 minutes and you <laughs> yeah. just can't no. cuz that shit that stuff goes back to bc like before yeah. christ um so it, again like you said it goes you know i i did like a, a little like quick thing um do you want me to go over it it's just a quick yeah. like time frame yeah what you got um So the british mandate uh then there was a happened in 1917 after World War One. So there's the British Mandate, which divided up all of that area. Uh there was tons of Jewish refugees after that. And uh in 1947, it was divided uh between the Jewish and the Arab state. Uh the Jewish accepted what they had and the Arabs did not. Um
0: however the throughout, the Palestinians. Yeah,
1: Palestinians, yeah. Sorry, they did not, uh they they weren't happy with their end of the deal. Um uh Israel however did get a little uh, territorial aggressive throughout the years after this 1947 thing that you know not 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 nothing with conflict but they were starting to take land um you could look at the best country in the world we did the same thing um so whether or not it's just like Brent said whether or not you you're on one side there's two there's two two people to tango in this in this issue um in 1967 Israel took even more land, uh, the United Nations said this was illegal at this point. Um, and, uh, well,
0: I- go ahead. Uh, I'll, in fact, let's, let, let's stop there for, for just a second and the timeline. Um, so, and starting in 47, when they were, you know, deemed a, a state and basically, you know, to, to sum it up, um. You know, the, the British tried to tried to um handle this. It became too big of a problem and costing them too much money. And they ended up saying, Hey, we're just gonna give you guys this this whole territory called Palestine. And they, and they basically kicked it over to the United Nations. Um and then at like you said, in that point, the late 40s, Israel, you know, declares himself a state, which is which is uh agreed upon by the United Nations. They're officially a state. And from that time on, the Middle East wasn't having it. From that time on, skirmishes with them and the Palestinians, and this will be a reoccurring problem. It started with a, a bus of Israelis getting slaughtered because they didn't want them to, to go into Israel, and then Israel retaliated. And they didn't like the retaliation, and then and it went back and forth so for a long time, for decades this is uh again a very uh, wave top part of the problem uh, I mean a wave top um, coverage of the issue but that's it started from the get-go when they were declared a nation and the bickering and death started right away um now when you talk about the the land grab of 67 of um, you're talking about the six day war mm-hmm. now, the 6-day war is crazy to me. Um you you might have to go double check all this on me, but on a sneak attack basically, Egypt, Jordan, uh Iran, Libby, Iran Libya, Iran, Libya. Yeah, yeah, there were five total all ganged up on uh on Israel. And they uh they started out pretty good and uh and then Israel, six different nations, they also took the Golem Heights, they took Gaza, they took the West Bank, the West Bank belonged to Jordan at the time, um, they took the Sinai peninsula, uh, peninsula away from Egypt. It was a massive land grab, but why did they grab the land? They grabbed the land because all these different countries used this land to sneak attack on them. And they said, I, I don't see how the U.N. can say that was nice. I know why they're going to say it's an illegal land grab and say, hey, be nice and, and give the land back. But that's how they took it. Could you imagine if Mexico wanted to sneak attack America and America was like, Nope. We're Gonna kick your ass, and then that land you used, you know, to, to sneak attack on that'll never happen again. We're gonna take it. Every American would be like, and that's what you get for being and a loser.
1: Texas just got a little bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but I in didn't know real, that and this so cool. weird
0: world we live in, and and this, and really the six-day war to me really started the the real basis of. For this, um, you know, kind of never-ending Palestinian um, Israeli conflict. Because again, that's when that's when they took over the West Bank. That's when they took over the Gaza Strip, which at the time belonged to Egypt. Um they uh they were, you know, years later, they were forced to give this land back, but they did it out of necessity. Um, and then you know, I, I stopped you there, but the next conflict you'll, you'll probably talk about is the, um, is the Yom Kippur, uh, war and that happened in 73. Um, and just, and, and this and the same thing. Um, so it's just, it's been a, and since then, what it's really been is, uh, Palestinians or Palestine, the country, um, you know, attacking Israel and the world not liking how what the what the retaliation was uh on that, that that Israel's retaliation was too harsh um you know for for what Palestine did. And it really it reminds me of like the annoying little brother who irritates you and irritates you and irritates you. And then we, you know when you turn around and punch him in the face, you know, goes and runs to mom, the UN and he was like, yeah, I know he was irritating you, but you didn't have to punch him in the face um and that's probably the best analogy and that's it if you wanted that's a, a
1: really good analogy <laughs> and
0: if you wanted wh- wherever we're at the the best i can do in five minutes of a uh history of uh of palestine and israel and where it started and kind of how we got there there you go
1: can i so and, and let the, me oh, go ahead
0: yeah and then we'll just you know d- then i'll just dig into to details of you know some more current stuff yes i've 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 been to israel uh so and um, there's there's a good chance here by next week when we do this Zoom call, I'm, I might be doing it from there. But we'll that's we'll see.
1: Uh, well, first off, uh, we are not going to be able to dress up for our Halloween. This, I know. This year. I'm Listen. really sad. I might still dress up out of spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, you can so- have someone dress up as me and say <laughs> ridiculous things. <laughs>
1: i'm gonna have rob come dress up as you <laughs> so in 2005 i guess the next note i had was the israeli withdrawal from the gaza strip but you said that they were forced they were forced out and they left out of necessity so it's so
0: yes it's a it's a withdrawal but the biggest problem that they you know that they complain about is the occupation or the blockade of 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 uh of of gaza and really Gaza specifically. Um, and the blockades and the presence of, of Israeli soldiers, as always, didn't didn't come from just, you know what, we just want to pick on Palestine today. So we're gonna we're gonna mess with them with a the blockade. Um there, you know, there's the constant tunnels that they dig, and they're not they're not digging for freedom. Uh they they dig tunnels, and sometimes these tunnels are deep, deep inside Israel, and uh, you know, they pop up out of these tunnels. And they they kill uh, military and civilians, which is always another problem that I have with Hamas is their indiscriminate killing. If you, you want to know what side to be on, look at how they attack and 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 who they kill and and the way in which they go about it. You'll 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 be able to pick a side real quick. Yeah, so and Hamas
1: so, Hamas formed and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, in the late 1980s, uh to and their their mission, from what I read, was to destroy Israel. That was their main focus.
0: Here's here's what a lot of people don't know, and I think once they hear this this one um this one fact, it'll it'll make a lot more sense of of why, uh, Hamas's side is really hard to be on. They're not just a terror organization all day they are 100% a terrorist organization they are a political party they are an official voted in political party of uh primarily of of gaza so it's not like these these you know terrorist nuts on on the fringe talking about death to israel and we'll never sleep until we kill all israelis and these terrorist organizations are killing israel citizens this is a official political party of palestine saying this and doing this
1: yeah so they it, they can you, hum, can you imagine hamas, no cuz it says hamas won the democratic election 2006 but what election what uh, territory was that for was that for palestine
0: so you know and, and you'll probably put the put the map uh, on here you know palestine is divided into two and even the the division of palestine is very odd um because you have the West Bank, way far in the east. Um, by the way, it's called the West Bank, even though it's on the east, is because it was originally owned by Jordan, and so from Jordan's side, it's west, which is just you know a, another, um, I don't know, just another indicator to when people think, oh, this is Palestinian country. Well, it's called the West Bank <laughs> because Jordan owned it first so it gets really it gets really muddy when you're like oh you know we owned it we owned it first we owned it next this is our land um a lot of people have had their hands of this land um and i'm just a fan if you will of what's happened since historical times is if you can't defend your land then you're probably not going to be a nation and and i'll I'll get kicked back for that and say, oh, so you're a fan of of, of other nations, bullying up on, on smaller nations? Well, if you're a little nation and you're worth your weight, then you should have a big brother nation willing to defend you. And And if they're not, you're probably not worthy enough to be a nation. It's an oversimplification, but I stand by it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, Gaza, on the other hand, is on the other side of the country, kind of, you know, southwest of it. So you have two territories, because they're they're not official states. You have two territories that are that have massive distance in between them, um, owned by their mortal enemy. Um, and yes, even though it is a uh they're they're an elected uh place for whatever reason, most of those seats and what they their most prominent place they hold is is in Gaza the, the political party of Hamas
1: i heard uh, and, God, that that Gaza's strip is okay. crumbling in infrastructure right over the years
0: and oh uh, yeah and since then since they they came into power they've never held another election
1: well imagine that
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, um yeah, yeah so here's the other thing you'll you'll hear a lot and you'll say you know they'll they'll say you know um they're just a, uh, they're, they're, they're a poor downtrodden uh, people and Israel, you know, kind of gets what's coming to them because Israel will turn off the power and turn off the water at will. And, and really, you know, you know, kind of bring them, you know, bring a downtrodden people even further to their knees by turning off necessities. Um, While I was there, it, it, it happened. Uh, it's, to my knowledge, never just happened for fun. Like, Oh, it'll be fun. If we just turn off their power and water. Uh, it's, it's always out of retaliation to something, uh, that they've done. And, and again, I'm certain the power and water is turned off right now. Um, but something tells me if you returned the hundreds of, uh, of, um, of POWs that you have, you might get your water and electricity turned back on, but you know, it's just, it's always just a a tit for tat over there.
1: Um, I I guess as as far as history goes, I think that's our uh that's our take on the history, which is all, which is all out there. I mean, I I used the internet to find it. Brent has a little bit of experience in uh firsthand, in that um we we tried getting somebody that is uh was in the Israeli army, that's an American citizen now or dual citizenship or. However, that works, and uh, but he uh he is flying tomorrow to go fight in Israel. uh He's in the reserve still, which I didn't know you could do that. So unable to have him on. Um, but as far as uh our opinions go, I think that's the most because it's so controversial to to say. Because I'll be the first one to say I don't even I don't even know if it's good for this podcast to say I'm Team Israel and I think anybody with a fucking brain in their head or a heart is also going to be team israel but
0: yeah and and that's okay if the yeah i'll you know you got you got to stand for something i'll i'll tell you something out of my experience that also kind of uh solidified that when i was over there i was staying if i remember right at the king david hotel and uh i'm looking down and there's this nightclub and there's a mosque right kind of right next to each other in very close vicinity and uh, when I was talking to the uh, Israeli special operation guys, I was like, "Hey, that's kind of kind of weird." Uh, one, it was weird to me to see a mosque in in Israel, especially in their capital, Tel Aviv. I just assumed that you know the the Jews and the Arabs just you know don't play nice and are completely separated. Um, there's plenty of Arabs inside of Israel, and Israel even allows them to build mosques and. Uh, and display their and enact their, their religion freely, which I thought I was like, man, I didn't see that coming. Um, They said, except that mosque is closed. And I was like, Oh, why, why they, why'd they close that mosque? It was like, Oh, because the uh, dance club that's next to it, which is also still closed, a suicide bomber left that mosque a couple years ago and killed like 30 people in that nightclub. So they shut down the mosque and they shut down the nightclub, and I'm like, sounds about right. And somehow that's that's what you get for trying to play nice and allow for mosques, you know, to to be in your country and think that uh, that Muslims and Jews can live in harmony because the the Muslims it's just, it's against their religion. They yeah. will
1: not allow it. They cannot allow it is it is it all is it muslim religion or is it extreme is it extremist cuz i again without sounding ignorant you know i don't understand the muslim religion enough to argue for it or against it but i've that's what i've heard of the general consensus is that it's not a very tolerating or accepting religion it's
0: it's not and and anyone who says differently uh you know it's funny like they you, they they call them the extremist they're actually the only one the only ones really abiding by the laws of of the Quran so and it's just it's ironic to me everything you know usually the left is very um sympathetic of the muslim religion and even at times enamored by it you know they they think that it's such a beautiful culture beautiful religion you know they they love you know, going over there and seeing the architecture and being a part of it and being open minded. The Muslim religion and the left c- cannot be any further from uh from common ground. You know, the left is is you know you know pushes feminism and and pushes uh you know homosexuality and transgender and those are those are things the left prioritizes, and those are things that the muslim that islam will never accept uh and 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 how about this separation of church and state there is no separation of church and state with islam because the religion is also the political system is also the government so the the two cannot be separated and they truly cannot live in harmony in other places of of other governance governments outside of islam because their goal will be, at some point, to grow large enough and take over that government.
1: Yeah, Here's I think the- I think there are you know extremists and terrorist groups are just like, if our dumbass left, leftist government slash you know culture embraces them, they're just like, hey, this is our this is our ticket into the United mm-hmm. States. I, well, if we can't physically get in there yet, we're going to culturally infect them with these people that know we've we've slaughtered homosexuals we have you know we we treat women like garbage you know but they know this and they're still you know like the like black black lives matter or i saw something where they're rallying with palestine you know together and again they're not not rallying with hamas per se but you know it's like you just said they're not separate anymore
0: (laughs) no that's right but palestine is Hamas? It's it's a political party. So if you rally behind behind Palestine, you have rallied behind Hamas. Hamas is their political system. Is their reigning political system? Um, I watched a uh, uh, a documentary about um uh and I believe it's called Numbers. Maybe it's called Inside the Numbers, but it might be called Numbers. And it was just really really um interesting uh, about the way that it uh, that it viewed this and don't get me wrong I always watch you know uh documentaries with a with a grain of salt they're always kind I of don't, I don't feel like they're always that open-minded like they you know, a lot of times they're kind of pushing uh you know their their idea on you but you know take it for what it's worth I'm watching it and it's basically saying I'll screw it up a little bit but in order for a culture, uh, or race to maintain, to maintain itself. It needs a reproduction rate of, I want to say 2.3. So, um, so if a, a household has to, you know, so a mom and dad over the can't just have two, two kids, you know, they'll, they'll eventually that culture or race will eventually dwindle. You have to have actually a little bit more than, than two kids per couple. So it's like 2.3. Um, Generally speaking, in Germany right now, the Germans, the true German, German-raised, uh, uh, German-cultured people, have a reproduction rate of 1.7, which isn't enough to maintain their own culture or race. And the massive influx of foreigners that came in, and they, and then that really started because of um, the war in ISIS, drove a lot of people, uh, and immigrants away from the Middle East, uh, and into Europe. And so a massive influx of, of uh, Middle Eastern uh, Is- Islamic immigrants moved into Germany. They have a reproduction uh, number right now of something off the charts, like six or seven. And they're reproducing so fast that in our lifetime, they will outnumber the Germans and 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 then consequently outvote the Germans and they will vote them out of their own country through sheer numbers. And they've already showed, that they, they've showed it in our own country uh, with Dearborn, Michigan. Dearborn, Michigan will never have another American non-Muslim mayor for that town. They're now the majority of that town. And the whole city council is Muslim, the mayor is Muslim, and it will always be Muslim. London's the same way. I believe the last two mayors for London is uh has been a a muslim my point is that they have proven that they will not integrate into your society they will take over your society when when the numbers are there and they're doing it in germany they'll do it in france as well um and what's ironic about them being taken in by the united states by uh germany by france do you know how many uh uh, immigrants Saudi Arabia took in. What guess! The, it's a, uh, they
1: it's a pretty low number.
0: I I'd say zero is a low number.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, um, it's so so many people get just they get upset at the facts. I mean, I, you're not saying you what you're saying right now. There's no hate behind your tone. There's no bias. You are strictly stating factual information, and I just think a lot of people think that's upsets them like no because maybe they don't believe it could be true or that's you know but you know it, the, then all of a sudden anybody that states facts like that all of a sudden become it could be labeled as certain things you know
0: yeah i, I I'll, you know, I'll i'll go back to um you know defending it if you will as far as uh you know well before we jump off this subject someone's going to come out and say oh Jordan had brought in a bunch of refugees. I was there in Jordan, and you're right. Jordan had two different refugee camps. They brought them in, in these camps that were borderline inhumane, and they didn't let them leave the camps or integrate or become citizens or become a part of their country. They stayed in their refugee camps. And then the king of Jordan went around the world asking people for money to help fund these refugee camps. And he made money off of the refugees and the world donating uh, to this cause. Yet, truly, as a nation, took in no refugees to his country. They were only allowed in the refugee camps. Could you imagine if we did that in America? If like, no. <laughs> a couple, like Somalis, you know, there's a bunch of Somalians in, uh, in in Minnesota, you know, living and voting, you know. And it's kind of how we got that. Uh,
1: what's that name? that one dumbass congressman, uh, uh, female, um, yeah, I know you're talking about, I can, I, I can never remember the names. Not,
0: not AOC, one of AOC's, uh, girlfriends. Um, yeah, we can, we can thank, you know, Somali refugees, uh, for that. Uh, and we never, we didn't put them, we didn't put them in camps and, uh, it, you know, it was, you know, for and all these people who are going to hate on America, you know, as always you know don't even understand how how great and how giving and uh america actually is as a country and they will hate their own country and love these middle eastern countries that the irony
1: is is crazy it's called tolerance brent <laughs> <Is it? laughs> so um right before we get into the next segment um do you want to go ahead and do our um our uh, our our certain sides of cops for the week
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. We could do that. Let's, let's, let's lighten it up a little bit before I get, before I get any more <laughs> angry about, about, about this topic.
1: So I'm going to start off with our segment called the dumbass cop of the week. Um, we typically find law enforcement, we try to find first responders in military, but it just seems to be heavily prevalent in law enforcement that they do dumb shit. So, um, this is just, this just happened in broward county 17 broward county deputies charged in pandemic loan fraud so i'm just going to paraphrase it back in november 2021 um the uh the broward county sheriff's office opened this investigation it's been ongoing for a while what happened was um 17 deputies used the ppp Grant, which was a grant that the feds gave for small businesses to help survive COVID, um, these guys all apparently took advantage of it, and uh, and throughout the seven through the seventeen of them, they obtained over five hundred thousand dollars in funds illegally. So, uh, the sheriff did make a statement. He said, although you know these deputies did not do this in their law enforcement capacities, they did this as you know, cops for 12 hours a day or cops. And then for the other 12 hours or not, um, they did it on their off time. It had nothing to do with, but you cannot, he was like, I w- you know, obviously it goes without saying that you cannot be a law enforcement officer and commit crimes like that. No matter if you agree with what, you know, if you, the loans out there for small businesses to survive during COVID, you know, you, you can't, yeah. you can't do things like that. And, um, and, you know, and he's a badass sheriff. Uh, he's the, he he's a sheriff that's on social media. He's got his own page. Um, I don't remember what his name is, and I don't want to waste time trying to find it. But, uh, you know, he's a he's a jacked buff dude. Um, he, he does his own workouts on Instagram. To you know, and he's a social media personality and a sheriff. And you can tell that somebody is a good person when they can balance both. There's no dirt on this guy. He wouldn't have a social media by himself if somebody could go find dirt on him. Because right, they're
0: looking for it. Yeah, he's a legitimate. <laughs> he's
1: a legitimate um, first responder leader and you know, a law enforcement yeah. leader. And it just it blows my mind. Seventeen people that did this. I mean, maybe they thought they weren't going to get caught. So that's our dumbass yeah. plural dumbasses yeah. cops of the week. Ugh.
0: Yeah, I, I I will say this, and and he's absolutely right, and no one's going to argue this point, but. Um, although this is an, an extreme case of it, uh, law enforcement and military—you know—parallel again, and this in this case, which is just because you take the uniform off, and you know you're at your house chilling, wherever it is you are, you still represent that job, that uh, that that you have. There is no separation of it. You can't take off your uniform and just become a different person and become a insensitive person or a jackass or say inflammatory things while you're um while you're in uh they like like Hamas and Palestine they at the end of the day right wrong or indifferent they can't completely be separated
1: yeah and I mean people want to uh, first responders in military do get it a little bit more but think about it like this your job um I you know what I did I had a shoplifting case about a year ago I went into dick sporting goods and uh, the manager was like, Hey man, I, I can't identify her. We got some video footage. The only thing I have is, um, I have her wearing her work uniform. She stole in her Culver's, which is a restaurant chain in Florida in her uniform. Yeah. Right. So I go, well, what do you want to do? He goes, I don't want to waste y'all's time. I don't want to press any charges. It wasn't a felony amount. He was like, uh, I was, he was, I just don't, I, I want Culver's to know. Cause he was a man. He was a general manager. He's like, I want Culver's to know what their people are doing. There was only one Culver's in the area. I go, okay, bud. I gave him his documentation. I was like, here's what I'll do for you. And I went, I drove to Culver's and I walked in, I asked for the manager. I go, do you know this girl? I showed her the phone. She goes, yeah. I was like, she just stole from Dick's in your uniform. And she goes, we'll handle it. And there you go. And that, that, yeah. that Dick Sporting Goods manager was so happy. That's all he wanted. <laughs> right. And, and justice. Yeah, and and that's
0: probably the best justice to be done. You know, no reason in uh, slowing down the the legal system, you know, over it. Uh, You know, just just let good people
1: handle it. And I think more of that should be done. But to offset the dumbasses of the week, we do our hero of the week.
0: Yes. Uh, Just recently, uh, you'll have to find his name. We have an Orange County right in our backyard uh, deputy that um, showed up and – Kept a uh, a citizen from committing suicide on the uh right off of the roof of one of the local home improvement um uh, businesses, and every time I see one of these things, you know he he did what he's you know what he's supposed to do, did what he should have done, uh you know shows up, he was uh again socially aware of the situation, talks the guy down. It's you know not always going to be a fast. Um, you know, talk off. I mean, I could imagine some of these take hours, but um, you know, this guy saved someone's life, and and I'm I'm sure it happens. In fact, I know it happens all the time thanks to social media. You know, that's those 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 are one of the things I feel like social media does a a decent job of 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 doing and showing, and uh, that's you know, police officers intervening and in, um and suicides, um, to be a little bit. I don't know, to be a little bit pessimistic about it. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily believe it's to show that cops are great. Uh, I think it happens because it tugs on heartstrings and gets clicks. So I think it's easier to, uh, to promote those things. Um, the, and it just reminded me of one that happened last year. I want to say in Connecticut, you know, this uh, police officer shows up to this truck in the middle of the night. And, uh, and I'm sure you've been on the, these things. When you show up to those things, uh, you know, not gonna pretend like i was on the job but i i still do ride-alongs and i and i do know that it's it's just odd when you show up to a truck parked on the side of the road in the middle of the night and you have no idea what's about to happen yeah no idea
1: and you see somebody sitting in there and it's it, you just know it's not going to be good you don't know what it <laughs> right
0: is. right and this guy's bawling and crying his eyes out and you know and now he's emotional and again so you're you know as a as a police officer trying to figure out unravel this oh and you know this continues to be bad now he's very unstable what's going to happen uh we'll we'll show the link to it but it ends up being a vet crying on the suicide on the veteran suicide line looking to take his own life and the cop that uh that ran across him was also a veteran. And I'm telling you, you, you watch that video and, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a very emotional guy. That one's, that one's hard. That one's hard to watch when you watch the, you know, the guy gets out and all he wants is a hug. <laughs> and so, another uh, that, that's my good cop of the week, uh, Orange County saving a life, um, and a little bit of a, I'd say less traditional, um, less traditional sense yet something that you guys do, uh, fairly often.
1: Wow, that was uh really gay, Brent. But whatever. No, I'm just kidding. That uh, that <laughs> that, uh, that uh, I saw that video, and we're always looking for stories. We we try to keep them fresh, and it's like that one. It's it was weird. It was like thrown right in front of us. Like it just popped up, and we were like, you know, you can't get any better because it just shows that cops, you know, don't always pull their gun out. You know, it, it's exhausting to, like you said, it could be hours to, and then the whole time. You're going through this gauntlet of wit and 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 not manipulation, but influence to 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 get somebody to do it, and then on they could just jump, and then it's like now you have to deal with that trauma. Yeah. Like, did did you <laughs> cause that? You know, did is right. there something better you could have done? I mean, tell me if
0: if I'm wrong, but that's not exactly something you get trained on. I mean, no. I don't I don't I don't know of a class you can take for that. So you're either a people person and you understand an environment you can quickly assess, you know, what this guy is and what this guy wants to hear and what's going to be effective or you can't. And, and you're right. Like, you know, you could be the reason, you know, he's, he's not saved. And now you have to live with that.
1: Yeah. Cause it's, those, it's, uh, it's a good those, point. Those calls they, um, you know, it's, it's almost like kind of like SWAT like hostage negotiator is a specialty unit. It takes time for them to mobilize and get there. Um, so sometimes patrol is dealing yeah, right. with something and sometimes patrol might have the best position to deal with something. Uh they might have the best rapport with somebody to deal with something. So to a certain extent, you know, would a hostage negotiator be perfect for that job? Yes, is it practical? Probably not, you know. So Yeah. But uh our small business of the week is going to um Magnus going to kill me. All right so there's a, out of uh, southern florida <laughs> there's a place called DS Gunworks um so it's it's but it's in south florida so the, <laughs> <laughs> so DS Gunworks is a stripping and firearms customization business and is owned by an active law enforcement officer in south florida near west palm beach uh quote I started this business five years ago with no experience or training, just a passion for firearms and learning new things. In the beginning, I did a handful of free jobs for trusting coworkers and friends. I've since grown and expanded the business into being able to offer slide milling for optic cuts, uh, and providing parts and accessories. Uh, everything is done through this Instagram page and I'll put it on there. And it has been strictly local business in the West Palm beach area. However, um, his FFL application is filed. So he will be able to ship and receive firearms nationwide very shortly. So again, um I you know, I'll just bust some magnus balls. It's it's the same. It's all, you know, Lion Arms is super, I would say probably the most law enforcement friendly uh firearms business out there. Uh and then, you know, and I know these guys all promote each other. Um they they all love yeah. You can you can tell them we'll make it even. At some point, we'll we'll
0: find a uh, veteran law enforcement uh, coffee company, and it'll and we'll promote that too.
1: Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so back to our main topic. Um, you know what what I want to talk about. You know is
0: is you know the we talked a lot about the history and even recent history. I mean, now let's talk about why it's happening right now. And and although you know, a lot of people should know this, but the reason it's happening right now is because Hamas, you know, and Palestine almost, almost like always struck first. And now they're getting, now they're, they're getting the, the brunt of that. And just something I wanted to, you know, they killed, they killed over a thousand people in one day, a thousand people. That's uh to put it 911 perspective i think it's five times bigger than you would be you know 911 because they're small population it's 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 an insane number so if you want to you want to feel like you were mad on september 11th and we lost 3000 people this is much much worse uh, for the israelis
1: well was it this but, was uh as far as you know was this this was a pre pre planned operation on
0: Absolutely, absolutely a, a pre planned attack some of them even came in Via like uh powered hang gliders. Yeah. Like you don't just, you don't just randomly decide to, to get on one of those one day and, you know, you and 17 friends and land at a concert, murder people. That is yeah. a pre-planned. The whole and thing was is, very well planned. Be honest with you.
1: If you want to see what real evil and, imp- um, uh, real, I mean, I say predator, but Jesus Christ, that's a light term to be used for this. But well, I mean, somebody, people, animals that will kill you. Um, israeli israeli concert goers they were at an edm concert right that's a very western thing I, it's something that kids do yep. where they go and you know party and rave and listen to shit music but they there was hundreds <laughs> of them there and they're they're young adults they have no they have there was no reason they were not they were the opposite of uh, a targeted right. what you would target as a military age male mostly women um had no idea that anything like this could ever happen I, mean, I okay I say they have, they probably have a good understanding of who their neighbor is, but Hamas upped the game and decided that they were going to paratroop, like fucking jump. Up. I yeah. mean, I was a paraglide in. Para- they jumped out of fucking, yeah. and you can see it. It's really disturbing. And when I first saw it, I thought it was almost cropped. I was like, there's no way. Cause this is, I don't want to say it's perfect, but the placement was watching innocent young girls laugh and have a good time at their rave and their party. You're seeing death drop in from behind them and you you can only it's so fucking bizarre to feel like it's only a matter of time before they're slaughtered right
0: and you know what they did with some of those girls that they didn't kill um i'm gonna take a i'm gonna take a wild leap here and guess while why they were bleeding from between their legs um they were taken back to gaza raped and then paraded around the street for people to throw bottles and glass at them to show that they have in a, a lower than dirt israeli girl with them you won't find israel doing that um and here's and here's another just good example between the two it just happened yesterday um the hospital on the palestine side got bombed it got hit by rockets um i immediately thought that's a little bit weird because um these were unguided rockets. Israel doesn't use unguided rockets. They use they use precision bombs and they announce every time they they drop a bomb somewhere. So they announce you have a certain period of time to leave. The only time they don't, if it's a if it's a you know a uh um a strike on a specific Hamas terrorist leader, then then there there may be no announcements made. But they And then it, it came, you know, come to find out we have intercepted um, uh, communications of Hamas admitting to accidentally bombing their own hospital and then trying to blame Israel over it. Damn. It's just it's just one dirty move after another dirty move after another dirty move. And you've got Americans going, well, I don't know what side to be on.
1: Well, you want to you want to hear the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. And I can't I'm, I can't verify this is truth. So but. What I heard was is that not only were they capturing um, kidnapping, raping and, you know, uh, assaulting women, they were filming it on their phones, the the victim's phone. They would take their cell phone because this is 2023. They would film their acts and then send it to their family from their phones. I mean, and if that is true, there's no way to verify that. But if that is true, that is some downright evil shit. I mean, I don't, you, I, there's no way to up that. Just wanting the family to see what you do to somebody. I mean, there's not. that's not, that's not battle. There's at all. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's just, it's just evil. It's just evil, you know? And if, and if they were to, you know, uh, I mean, the saying is, you know, one man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. And so I, I do get that, you know, for if Hamas was to only target military, uh, targets, I would look at them and go, yeah, well, that's, they kind of called a terrorist organization, but that's what guerrilla warfare is. That's what freedom fighters do. Heck, that's, that's what, uh, that's what um, colonial Americans did to the British. And I'm, and I assure you the British called us terrorists in the 1700s. <laughs> um, but the biggest difference is, you know, attacking a military target versus indiscriminately attacking a military target and, you know, and civilian targets or openly and willingly choose to kill civilians to get your point across, there will, you know, seen a lot of combat, done a lot of combat, well-versed in combat. There's no place for that in combat. That is not combat. And there are some things I can tell you that I don't agree with about the Geneva Convention, but there are Fortunately, lost to combat and i understand that
1: this isn't debatable oh it's uh what what's your take on i've heard you on go on other podcasts and talk about um you know while you were while you were in combat having to you know uh kill the enemy and you said you slept like a baby because you didn't kill any people uh you killed animals
0: yeah, that's correct i mean um mean don't get me wrong that's it's uh it it sucks to see dead kids it sucks to see uh dead women um but at the end of the day i place that blame on the father so if if i'm going you know and I, i i do i try to put myself in their shoes if i'm going to do something like like that i'm not bringing that back to my family because that can come back with me um at the end of the day the wives support the husbands the wives know what the husbands are doing and allow the husbands to <laughs> to come back and bring that back to the village uh it's worse than that i've seen women trying to hide ammo underneath their skirts and going back and forth from uh from house to house resupplying enemy fighters with with ammo so i've seen it firsthand um uh I but yeah, I I don't let it, you know, I'm not gonna let it affect me the the rest of my life. Those men, those husbands, those mothers, all knew the risk they were taking for you know as they were playing that game, and um, you know, they ended up on the losing side, and that's yeah, you know, I do what I have to do to sleep at night, and that's that's how I sleep at night.
1: I mean, do you feel like people like so? I've I've been learning about this, you know well not this Hamas but I've been learning about Hamas a little bit more lately and you know groups like this take kids like you know preteen age even younger and they uh they start training them and with people like that you know let's say that happened to a, a, an 8 year old right and he survives and he's still now he's 20 and he's one of their best you know fighters yeah do you think that i mean we're both religious do you think that someone like that you know do you think they get into heaven because that's all they knew or do you think you know i i don't it just sucks because it you want to you i want to put that there's no person behind that and if you can make it an an entity or an animal it just seems like it makes more sense that a human being could do that
0: so i'm uh, i'm gonna take a step back just real quick and and just um uh, um. Clarify that even though you know women and kids were were put in that spot because of of you know husbands and 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 mothers, fathers and mothers, I've never willingly targeted a female or children. So I just want to make sure no one no one heard that last statement I said. is like oh you know oh you know their parents put them in that situation, so they're all targets. Yeah. Absolutely not. But, you know, there are bombs that get dropped and they do end up as, you know, within the collateral damage and it's horrible, but their mom and dad put them in, you know, in, in that situation, not me. Yeah.
1: Brent's got to, wanna... Brent's got to cover those things. Cause I'll go home and turn it into a viral clip. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just joking. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, The, uh,
0: uh, it's well, I'll, 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 I'll answer your, your question and um and, and really the, the answer is with Romans one. You know, I, I am a Christian. Uh, Romans one talks about, you know, uh um you know how people, you know, how people can live in a world and you know and and it's and that God believes or not just God believes, it tells us that um just not knowing isn't necessarily a uh, a uh, an answer because it says that, uh, you know, the, the proof of God is, is, is all around us. You know, it's, it's in, it's in this beautiful world that he made, it's in the animals, it's in, you know, it's, it's, it's in his creation. There's, there's proof of God and the, um, it is insinuated within those scriptures that, uh, within every person is the desire to, to know that God and, and, uh, and learn more. So, um, I'm not saying, you know, everyone is. uh, Everyone gets the same opportunity in life, but I, I do believe what the Bible says, and um, so I, I have to believe that, even the most evil kid growing up in the most evil situations, has an opportunity somewhere, some way, at some point, uh, you know, to know more. Um, And at the end of the day, we, you know, we we have a choice as human beings, and, and they choose not to that's the best answer I can give on that.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a good answer. Cause I don't, I didn't have one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what's your, um, what's your thoughts on Americans still being in there? Um, I know your hero and my hero, Tim Kennedy is in there rescuing them right now. So <laughs> I,
0: so, um, he did a lot more harm than good in Afghanistan, uh, but didn't stop him from basically trying to get clicks and get stay relevant and famous off of it. Wait, He's doing you know
1: everybody is going to want to hear that. You feel like uh, this is, this oh, is history repeating
0: itself. <laughs> I know. Make a clip out of that because I uh, one of my good friends that we will have on the show um, talking about Benghazi. There's another teaser. um, will gladly go into um the uh the 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 tim kennedy story um and so he could have gone and helped out again and uh or attempted to help out if his heart was in the right spot um and uh and just done good things and left but he always has to announce that he's there and let the world know what he's doing and then what he'll end up doing is doing a whole bunch of nothing but get some clips that looks like he's doing something and uh you know Tell that, tell that to the world. I don't imagine him doing anything more than he did in Afghanistan, which was less than nothing.
1: So there you
0: there's... go. I'll tell you how I feel.
1: <laughs> um, But there are, so there's, there's Americans still, it's just so hard like when the news says something, Americans trapped in Israel, is it more that they're trapped or is that there's just no travel? So they're kind of stuck there.
0: So there's 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 two things going on. Um there's Americans that were at that or dual citizens, which still makes you Americans, that were at that, you know, that EDM concert that are unaccounted for or have finally become accounted for through our backdoor talks or direct talks with 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 uh with Hamas. So that's part that's part of the American um hostage problems. The other problems that we're dealing with um are Palestinian Americans that were that were in Gaza as Americans visiting families Um, and, you know, Israel, because they're in the middle of a uh, uh, military operation, um, aren't necessarily letting rescuers in or uh, or people out. You know, they're they're slowly, you know, very slowly figuring, you know, figuring out what uh, what that whole situation looks like. So between the two, it's not just it's not just uh you know jewish americans or americans on the good side and you know there's there's palestinian americans that were like i said they're just visiting family and have been caught on the on the wrong side of this conflict as well what's up and movement you, has been an issue
1: will you or not will you sorry do you think that um what, what do you think that the, the u.s government is going to do as far as military action from from uh tier one to regular you know divisions do you think that the military the actual military not people that were in the military but you know the actual right do you think that there will be any intervention in this
0: no um the uh i I know a lot of people are depending and expecting a lot of leadership from the Biden administration right now. Um, And you're, you're probably going to get disappointed uh by that. I don't know what uh, anyone may have thought in the past of why we can expect Biden to wake up now and do something right, but he's going to do what he's been doing. And he's, and I would almost say in a good way, Biden, isn't going to, isn't going to interject himself he may try but the one of the things that has kept this this conflict lasting so long really is america and no good deed goes unpunished but you know america has asked for peace and wanted peace and wanted peace um and if we'd let israel just kind of take care of this or the middle east in general you know take care of this themselves it would it would have been decided one way or another. And uh, but you know, we've continued to kind of drag this out and we we have what we have now. And uh my hope is that we don't get involved in this. My hope is that we don't beg Israel to to you know to come to the peace table. Israel needs to do what they needed to do for decades now and get the enemy off their back. And I believe that's what they're gonna do. We're not gonna. I don't believe we're gonna have a Hamas problem um, after this. And whatever Israel decides they need to do for the security of their country, then that's that's what they're gonna do. The yeah. problem, although all the Middle Eastern countries are not gonna be happy about that. But uh, here's here's another fun fact: all these Middle Eastern countries that that you know want to support Palestine. Why don't you take in the Palestinians? Jordan, the country of Jordan, is almost made up, uh, half of the whole country is made up of of Palestinians. But you don't see Jordan, you know, coming and saying, you know what, get out of that bad situation, come to our country, I'll let you have a piece of our country. None of them want, because none of them want the problems that come along with the Palestinians, which is things like Hamas. So in a weird way, these surrounding Middle Eastern countries will not take the Palestinians and and it would just solve this whole problem. Give Israel Palestine, give give Israel the West Bank and Gaza, have all these other Arab countries take in these Arabs. Problem solved. But these other Middle Eastern countries love this conflict. They they hate Israel too. And this is their way of constantly being a thorn in the side of Israel. So Israel's going to take care of its business. I don't know what the surrounding Middle Eastern countries are going to say or do about it, depending on how disproportionate their answer is. But here's my biggest my biggest concern isn't necessarily that. Um, there will definitely be some chirping and some people have some things to say about it. But, um, you know, Iran was was, you know, behind this with funding. And, and training and helping, like they always are. Um, I have a feeling Israel is not going to forget that, and Israel is not going to let that go. And at some point, when Israel is done dealing with, with Palestine, they are going to go drop a bomb on, on, on Iran.
1: You kind of broke up. Can you start over at um, your guess is that Israel and go from there? My guess is
0: that Israel is going to deal with Palestine um, however long it takes, they're going to deal with this situation. It may take a month, whatever it takes. The bigger problem is going to be when Israel doesn't forget that Iran was the was behind this and they go drop a bomb where it hurts on Iran. And my guess is, you know, one of their precious uh, nuclear facilities. And that is when we're going to have, you know, some, that's where we're going to have uh, some issues in the Middle East. And I don't know how that plays out.
1: Um, does to your knowledge, does Israel have the capability to handle business? And when we say handle business, I don't mean like uh defend themselves. I mean like you, like go on the territorial offensive and give enough pushback to where the problem solves. Do they have that ability in manpower?
0: They've always had that ability in manpower. They 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 they've always had it. What they haven't had is the political willpower to do it. Um and now i believe the you know cuz i think they, everything has to do with politicians and what the politicians will do and and when what they will do to stay in power um, at this point if they don't i think the politicians lose their jobs you know the israelis are are absolutely up in arms about this as they should be and are not going to forget about it anytime soon so if all those politicians want to hold on to their jobs which is what they want more than anything in the world just like our politicians, there will have to be an excessive answer to satisfy the people. So not only do they have the, you know, the willpower and the gumption to do that, they have the technology and the training to drop that bomb anywhere they want to in Iran. And Iran can't do anything about it because basically you have American technology and their fighters, they have American training behind them, and you have Iranian iranian missile de- you know yeah. air defense those those two are not equal and uh israel will do whatever they want to do to iran and iran's there's nothing iran can do to stop it
1: so before that happens will there be former tier one operators in israel giving advisement on anything with next... just, just helping out if, you're just helping if <laughs> if
0: next week's if next week's uh, podcast is via zoom you'll know